Welcome to the Every Nation Rosebank Church Podcast. At our church, we honor God, make disciples, and transform nations. For more information about our church, visit everynationrosebank.org and don't forget to subscribe. Praise God. That's an amazing testimony. 89 souls, their lives are now saved and transformed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. We're praying for revival, and we believe revival is coming here in the city of Joburg. Remember that transformed lives will transform society. That's what we believe in God for. Amen. Today is our ISAF Sunday, where we talk about how do we bring our gifts and talents to worship the Lord. So we're speaking about fervent worship. Fervent worship. Worship with your gifts and talents. Let me ask a question. How many of you know that work is worship? Let me see with your hands. How many of you know that work is worship? All right, great. For those who did not raise your hands, work is worship. There's no other revelation like that. Work is worship. Service is worship unto God. And I will show it to you in the scripture as we go into the scripture today. The reason why I am emphasizing this thing that work is worship and I serve Sunday where we talk about serving with our gifts and talents, not only in the church, but also in the workplace, in the marketplace where God has placed us to be and to serve. It is because of this. It seems like in South Africa, just to be specific, it may be the same in other countries as well, but my observation of what is happening in South Africa is we have lost the fact that work is worship. We have lost the fact that a good ethic is understanding that what I do for my manager, I must do it as unto God. That's what the Bible says. It's not just a quote like uh, Sean just shared. It's the Bible. The Bible says as we work, we must work as unto God because work is worship. Okay, let me bring it closer to home. If you've ever visited Home Affairs, you know that you fast and pray before you go to Home Affairs. <laughs> if you ever had to go to the licensing department, you know that you just pray in the spirit the whole morning because you never know what's going to happen. You take a scuffing with you. I'm glad Quentin is in town. You take your patkos with you. You know, you take food with you because you might be there the whole day. And this is something that I cannot stomach. This is something I cannot stand for. The person on the other side who's supposed to do their work, doing it as if they are doing me a favor. It's almost like, you know what, I showed up there to just uh, help them to get their work done. But actually, if they understood that work is worship, they would approach that work differently. Not like I'm making someone a favor. Can I hear amen to that? So I'm not just talking about civil servants, and I know that even some banks or some customer service places where you go to visit there, it's like you wait there for two hours before you get service. Something is wrong with that picture. That must change. And I know that you may say, Pastor Sai, we're at church, we need to get it right. Sometimes even here at church, we don't get it right. For the Rosebank staff, they will tell you, I always talk about bringing your A-game. We're not there yet, but we are working towards that A-game because we understand that work is worship unto God. So let's read the Bible, Romans chapter 12. 
with this understanding that work is worship unto God. We're going to be talking about the grace gifts. The grace gifts are the gifts that God has given us. You'll see how they connect with the spiritual gifts that are in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're going to start reading from verse 3. The Bible says, For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. Verse 6. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them if prophecy in proportion with our faith, if service in our saving, the one who teaches in his teaching, and the one who exhorts in exhortation, and the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does the act of mercy with cheerfulness. It continues to say in verse 9, Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. So friends, from the scripture that we've read, I want to bring your attention to the three words that I believe God is speaking to us through this text on this I Serve Sunday. We are all gifted, we all belong to Christ, and out of that we function. We are all gifted. God created each and every one of us with gifts and talents. Those gifts and talents are given to us for a reason. There's a good reason why those gifts and talents were given. We belong to the family of Christ, and therefore we function. I like how Apostle Paul starts this uh, text. It's amazing that he starts by almost qualifying what he's about to say by saying, by the grace given to me. He's saying, by the grace, the unmerited favor, the call of God that is upon me, I'm about to say this thing to you. So he's basically trying to get their attention. He's writing to the Romans and he's saying, guys, I'm writing this to you, not just nje, some South African lingo there. I'm not just writing nje, nje fela, fela, fela. No, 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 no. I'm writing with purpose. It is important what I'm about to tell you. So when we read the scripture, it is to say to us, when Apostle Paul wrote there, he was trying to get our attention to something important. And then he goes by saying, everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. So basically, all of us, we can think of ourselves in the measure that which God has called us. But let us not be overproud. Let us not think of ourselves more highly than what we ought to think of ourselves. 
Nothing wrong with being proud of yourself, but do not think more highly, lest you fall into the pit. You know, when you read in Proverbs, it says, pride comes before the fall. So we've got to be careful that as we have been given these gifts and talents, we use them in proportion with our faith. It says, but think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. We need to think about the gifts and talents that God has given us with the measure of faith that God has assigned. This word measure, when you read it in the Greek, is the measuring rod or a measure of rule or a measure of influence. So when you talk about a measuring rule, I brought a ruler this morning that I could find in the house. Now, I know for some people, a ruler brings some not-so-nice not, not memories. <clears throat> I know for some people, you're already looking, when is the next Victory Weekend? When you see a ruler, you are thinking, that teacher, you remember that teacher? If, if you never had this when you were in school, thank God. Just thank God. Or maybe it was a duster, the teacher, you remember. I see some people are like, Pastor Sai, don't go there, don't go there. For some people, maybe you're thinking, man, I lost so many rulers at school. I started stealing other people's rulers. I'm here to say there's therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. You've been forgiven like the 89 souls that were forgiven this last week. Jesus has forgiven you. So in my house this morning, I was struggling to find a ruler. I thought, my kids, are they stealing other people's rulers? But the ruler, measure of rule to me was a friend because I love geometry. And because of engineering drawing, we needed to have a ruler all the time with us. But I must also say, before I forget, that for some people, maybe a ruler to you reminds you of uh, a wooden spoon that a mother will carry on their back pockets. Because when you're in trouble, a mother wants to have it close by. I'm not mentioning names. <laughs> but for me, a ruler, I see a big smile from my wife. <laughs> for, <laughs> for me, a ruler is a friend because when Apostle Paul said, according to the measure of faith, he was saying all of us have been given a measure of faith and we can choose to use this measure or we can use this measure. We can use the measure that God has given to be a blessing to others or we can use this measure or nothing at all. But I've got good news for you. When Apostle Paul said you've got a measure of rule and measure of faith, we, we shouldn't forget that he meant that the more you exercise your measure of rule, the more you exercise the muscles, the gifts that you have, the greater your influence will be. The measure will be increased. So it means that the more you exercise your gifts, you are increasing your influence. That's the matron that we are speaking about this morning. So when Apostle Paul says, but think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned, you have influence because of the gifts that God has given you. So let me show it to you in Scripture. Having the gifts that differ according to the grace 
given to us. Apostle Paul started by saying, by the grace God has given me, I'm able to write this. I'm able to do this. And now he's saying, by the grace, the unmerited favor given to all of us, we can do these things. We have been given grace. 2 Timothy 1, 6, again, Apostle Paul writes to Timothy, says, for this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying of my hands. Fan into flame because the more you fan into flame the gift, the more you increase the gift because God started you here with a measure, but he says, I want to increase that measure. Let's read it again in the English Revised Version. It says, that is why I want you to remember the gift God gave you. God gave you that gift when I laid my hands on you. Now I want you to use that gift. Use the gift and let it grow more and more like a small flame grows into a fire. There's a song that says, He takes the little fire and He makes it into a roaring flame. God takes the little fire, the little measure of rule that you have, and God working with you as you practice and exercise your gifts, your gifts will grow. I mean, Pastor Greg can tell you, I mean, he, 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 he works and flows in the gift of prophecy. But if you don't use the gift, you lose the gift. The more you exercise the gift, the more you grow in the gift. We got to learn to exercise the gifts that God has given us. The Bible says we belong. Not only are we gifted, we also belong. We are one body with many parts. When you read verse 4 to 5, it says, For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not have the same function. Can we all say function? function. Can we all say function? We don't have the same function. It means that if you don't show up with your gifts and talents, something is missing. If you don't show up with your gifts and talents in the house of the Lord or even at work, something is missing. But if you show up and bring your A game, then we have a winning team. So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. So let me explain it to you this way so we can understand that we have different functions. Uh, how many of you were celebrating with us Banyana Banyana winning Africa Cup of Nation? Yeah, 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 yeah. At least we're winning something. I even forgot that we have a national soccer team called Bafana Bafana. But we have Banyana Banyana, they brought us back into the map. I was thinking about how this team got to win. You wouldn't take a striker and make them defense, right? You wouldn't take a defender and then make them a striker because you want people to function in their gifts. You want people to bring their A game, their best, so that we can win. So I'm submitting to all of you that if you are holding back your gifts and talents, we are missing something. I like how Anton shared the word this morning. He's bringing his gifts and talents. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, 26, I like to call it a New Testament liturgy. When you gather together, one brings a hymn, 
One brings a song. One brings a prophecy. One brings a word of encouragement. When we gather together, we're encouraging one another. Amen. So after the service, don't run. Look for someone that you can encourage. Look for someone because amazing things have happened, whether with the ministry team up here or people just praying for one another or encouraging one another. Some people have gotten into business partnerships just through meeting in the church. What is that to say? We all have different functions. We function together. And I was also pondering about this. And this week, as I was thinking about it, I started thinking, could it be that some of the problems we have in government today is because people are not in the right positions. I'm sorry if I'm stepping on toes now. Could it be that some of the people are not doing what they're supposed to do? Could it be that people are doing things just because of cater deployment? Okay, Pastor Sai, don't go there. But the reality is we, we have the problems that we have because certain people are not in the functions where they are supposed to be. This is what's happening, not only in our country, but in the world. You can see when a person is not where they are meant to be, they are not bringing their A-game. They are not seeing work as worship. But I also want to say, while you are in that role for the season that you're in, can you at least treat work as worship? While you are in that role, maybe it's not something you're passionate about. Maybe it's not something that's aligned with your gifts and talents. Maybe you want to do something different. But while you are in the role, can you at least be faithful with the little that God has given you so you can be entrusted with more? Can you be faithful with that little? Because the Bible says those who are faithful with little, they'll be given more. Let me give you an example of someone who understands work is worship. On Thursday, I was having a meeting with Pastor Roger and Pastor Willem from Room up the road. Uh, there by Nando's. Some of you will know that Nando's is our second office. <laughs> the third office is Mother Lane's around the corner. <laughs> because they have good coffee. They're not paying me for this marketing, by the way. And I was, I was driving up because I needed to fetch a Rory from school straight after the meeting. And if you know Rory, I cannot be late for Rory because I'm going to get a long speech. Why are you late, Dad? So I needed to park strategically. I needed to park in such a way that when the meeting is over, I can get into the car and jump and drive up the road to get Rory from school. But the only parking that was available was so tight, I think one of the people didn't park well. But the car guard who was there, who understands that work is worship, I don't think this car guard, this dude wants to do this for the rest of his life, but circumstantially, that's what he has to do now to survive. And I could observe that he said to me, Baba, which I didn't like, by the way. <laughs> Since when did I become Baba? You know, like someone my age, Baba, you know, timer. I, uncle, ay, 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 No, 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 no. Put is better. Some guys are even older than me. Uncle, uh, uncle. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you hear me, bro? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. Oh, time, my guys. It doesn't work for me. So I'm all to say, please don't call me any of those. <laughs> this guy, he was running up and down to make sure that I'm able to get into that parking. 
I saw him going like this at the back. Hosa Baba. And then he went this. Hosa Baba. He went, it was like sprinting, doing this, and I'm doing all that. I must also say, there was a test whether I bought my driver's license or not. I think he was checking whether, is this one of those guys who just got it back, back door, you know? So I'm stepping on all the toes today, you know, like, if you bought your driver's license, repent now. Repent in Jesus' name. And stop buying and bribing government officials in the name of Jesus. We must stop perpetuating the problem. We perpetuate the problem. I, I am as old as I am today. I've never bribed a police officer, not even once. I would even say to them, you can write the ticket. Like the one who once said, your wife is so beautiful, you can go. <laughs> so I must just drive with my wife. Moral of the story. This guy, this guy, so work as worship. He said, guys, I'm here to serve, even though this is not what I, I'm enjoying, this is not what I want to do with my life, but I'm going to be faithful. I remember when my wife and I were, before we were senior pastors of Every Nation Rosebank, there was a conviction in our spirit that God has called us to save Roger and Nicola, and whatever it took, we will be faithful. We will be faithful while we are in there. Even now, leading the sea, we will be faithful when I wake up at 5 a.m., when I get onto that revival prayer at 6 a.m. to pray. I want to be faithful. I want to be found faithful, saving the Lord. Fervent, fervent. That's how we should bring our worship before the Lord. We, our worship shouldn't be, you know what, this is church, I can arrive late. Is that the kind of worship you want to bring to the Lord? If you're going to work and you arrive late, you are saying, this is my worship. I'm sorry, all the toes are finished. Let's go to the next point. Okay, cool. John 13, verse 3 to 5. Look how Jesus modeled to us. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things to him, basically he owned everything. And that he had come from God and he was going back to God, rose from supper, laid aside his outer garments, took off his robe, taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into the basin and began to wash the disciples' feet, to wipe them with a towel that was wrapped around him. Jesus, God himself, left his place of privilege in heaven. He could have said, guys, I need an armor bearer to carry my Bible. Okay, sorry for saying that. I need someone who can drive me because I'm the senior pastor of the church. I can't drive myself. All right, let's, let's go back to what we were preaching about. <laughs> Jesus, knowing that he owns everything and he belongs to the Father, he served he served. Identity in God breeds sevenhood. When you know who you are as a son of God, as a daughter of the king, you will serve not to get accolades, but because it's worship. Another way of putting it is we don't serve to get accolades and identity. We serve because we know who we are and whose we are. We serve because we are sons and daughters of the Father, sons of the king of kings. And the Lord of Lords. 
I don't serve because of the salary I get from church. I serve because it's worship. It's worship. I don't serve to get accolades. Even if you don't say there was a great sermon, I don't need it from you. I need it from God. If he can say good and faithful serving. Finally, we, we are gifted. We belong. Therefore, we function. We serve out of a place. Stewardship of the gifts out of a place of knowing who we are in God. When you read verse 6 to 8, it explains how we should serve. If you have prophecy, if you are gifted, grow, fan into flame that gift of prophecy in accordance, in proportion to the faith that God has given you. If it is service in saving, if it is teaching, teach like Quentin shares stories. You know? Preach like Quentin will preach the word. Whenever he's up here, he preaches his heart out. And when he's in the marketplace, he does the same thing again. We shouldn't be one person in the church and a different person out there. The one who exhorts in his exhortation, encouraging one another. That's an amazing gift. The one who contributes with generosity. If God has given you money, give it. You are given to be a blessing. So we can be a blessing to the city of Joburg. Amen. The one who leads, leads with zeal, with passion. The one who does acts of mercy. I think if we were to write a Joburg version of the Bible, we'll say one with acts of mercy, with cheerfulness, like the webs, like David and Caroline Webb. I mean, David and Caroline, how they serve the poor with a smile. They never say we are graduated. Now we need uh, Amabera's to do the work. We are no longer going to do the work. Thank you guys for how you serve. Really appreciate you. Let's honor them. So gifts of mercy is loving the poor. Gifts of mercy is when we hear there's a shack fire, we're going to get there and get our hands dirty. Making sure that the car guards, the discovery groups that you run on Saturdays, that we help those people get to where God wants them to be. Let us function. So when you are not serving, something is missing. We are missing something. As I mentioned earlier, what then, brothers and sisters, when you come together, each one has a hymn, a lesson, a revelation, like we had in worship this morning, a tongue, an interpretation that all things be done for the building up of the body. We are all gifted, we belong, and therefore we function. I'm going to read this verse for you as we close. It's not on the screen, but we read it earlier. Verse 11 says, Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord. Do not be slothful in zeal. It means do not be lacking, do not be like a sloth when it comes to passion for the things that you do for God. By the way, a sloth, if you didn't know, it's one animal that it can take a hundred years for it to drive, not drive, walk from Joburg to Cape Town. If it, if it was going to school, it will never make it to school on time. Go and read about a sloth. I'm coming to the point that I, I know why God created a sloth. When you read about the sloth, they say that because it doesn't move, there are times where it gets fungus in its fur. How terrible that is. If you're not using your gifts, let me stop there. Do not be slothful in zeal. I feel like God created a sloth just to give us an example 
of what happens when we don't use our gifts. Be fervent in spirit. Be fervent. Be fervent. Be passionate in the spirit. Be passionate. Like the Africans worship with fervency. And serve the Lord. The word serve means devote. It's devotion. Serve the Lord. Devote yourself. The word devotion means to continue steadfastly even when there's resistance. To continue steadfastly even when there's resistance. When I wake up in the morning to pray, like I say, there are certain mornings it's cold. I don't feel like doing it. But even when there's resistance, we will pray. Can I hear amen? Lisa. Lisa is always on the prayer group. Every morning, 6 a.m. from Botswana. We have people all the way from Israel. We have people all the way from uh, Ventuk, Namibia. People all the way, Australia can't make it because we understand their time is completely different to ours. But we are praying because we want to see revival. Serve. Serve the Lord. Let's bow our heads to pray. Father, I thank you that you've called us. You've gifted us. You've given us belonging, knowing who we are, whose we are, where we come from, where we're going. We serve. Father, I pray that God, we will not settle for less. But God, we will exercise our gifts and fend them into flame. Father, we realize that God, when we serve, we don't serve to get accolades of men. We serve to hear you say one day, well done, good and faithful servant. Lord, we pray that we will not be slothful in zeal, but we will be fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Because serving is devotion unto you. May our service be fervent worship unto you, O Lord. Father, I pray even as you give people an opportunity to sign up and to use their gifts and talents, that they will not be doing it for men, but doing it for you, God. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' name.